Welcome, 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 welcome to the tribe. Oh man, this is a place where we uh, we aim to make you laugh and piss you off, educate and be educated on anything and everything that encompasses life and all of its trials, tribulations, and ups and downs. I am your host, Maddie, with my boy. I'm Birdie. <laughs> Oh, so sit down, buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy fucking ride, folks. It's going to be a bumpy ride. What is going on, dude? What is oh, going man. on? Another episode. Here we go. So, Another week. Oh, so, um, man, I feel like we're clicking these off. Like, we're just, like, it doesn't seem like we're on episode five already. Like I know. Yeah, it's kind of fucking cool, man. I'm digging it. <laughs> yeah, we're working it, working it week by week. It's it's amazing, and you know we've gotten a bunch of feedback uh, throughout the episodes, and I feel like this episode we should kind of delve into our backstory because we've gotten a lot of on the polls that I've posted up um, that people want to know, you know, a little bit about Bernie, a little bit about Maddie, and uh, what we. You know where where we came from. What you know before our podcasting times, uh, so to speak. And yeah. uh, I think I think we're gonna kind of delve into that today. I think that's gonna be a good topic for us. So yeah, and I think it's good because it gives it gives people an idea as to a little look into kind of what shaped us into who we are and maybe why we think the way we think or the way we feel about certain situations. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's kind of a cool idea. Um, thank you guys for kind of throwing that out there and asking about us and who we are and where we came from and how we got started in this whole deal. We'll give us the idea, that type of shit. Um, so let's start. Uh, let's start with uh, the man himself, Bernie, the man of the hour. Oh, uh, <laughs> fire it off, dude! Get oh, in there, man. fucking dive into it. Let's uh, let's get to know you. Throwing I mean, me in the mix already? Okay, uh, well, fucking, um, yeah. There's shit. lots of wolves out there. You have to be somebody, little guy. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I gotta, gotta lead the pack. I guess you could say. That's right, <laughs> head of the sheepdogs, huh? Yeah, buddy. Um, okay, well, I mean, shit, me, myself, uh, uh. Joined the military when I was 19, didn't really have a fucking, um, didn't really have a, a, a place, uh, uh, where I was going with life. Um, <clears throat> I had worked a bunch of, you know, random, random jobs here and there working in restaurants and work, I, shit, I worked at Macy's as a shoe salesman. Well, I wasn't a salesman, but I was a stalker. Um, but you know, I was the, the behind the scenes Al Bundy for a little while, uh, then joined the military <laughs> at 19, did, uh, six years in the military, did a deployment into Afghanistan for a year. Um, that was a, uh, that was definitely an experience that not many people can say that they've had in their lives um my deployment <clears throat> was it was one that 
you could say was a as a as a military member, you can say it was a light deployment, quote unquote, right? A light deployment. We didn't get into close combat engagements. We didn't get into you know firefights and all this shit. The daily, like the Marine Corps, fucking everything that you see on the news and you see in the in the movies and you see in all the shit that you want to see as far as uh, when you think of the military. This was a light deployment. It was pretty straightforward. We had a mission. Our mission was to train Afghan police how to be police. Now that in itself is a challenge because training Afghans to do anything the Americans (laughs) are used to doing is... A challenge, because if you've ever seen and looked up the videos of training Afghans how to do jumping jacks, (laughs) that will give you an idea of how the training went for our entire fucking year, because it was pretty much that. Uh, (laughs) It was... Uh, it, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty gnarly. Um, training Afghan police, how to be cops is basically like training a kindergarten, kinder gardener, how to be a local police officer. It's not, it's, it takes time. It takes work and it takes definitely a lot of patience, especially with a language barrier. Um, but yeah, we uh, we went to uh, train a couple. We had our platoon was separated from the rest of the company um, while we were there, and uh, because that was more of a that was more of a prideful thing. Like we we won essentially the combat outpost that we stayed at or the the forward operating brace forward operating base that we stayed at we essentially won the um uh what is it called uh, like the privilege of staying there versus staying with the rest of the company so <clears throat> my platoon was about 20 clicks, 20 kilometers, 20-ish miles from the rest of the company off by ourselves. We had our own mission. We had our own set of rules and regulations and stuff like that separate from the rest of the company to train these Afghans, train these Afghan police, Afghan army. Um, And it was basically a... We, we kind of had to build from the ground up when we got to our uh, designated police stations. Uh, when we got there, um, you know, it was a learning curve. We had to, the, we relied a lot on our, our Afghan interpreters uh, to just, just the, you know, the language barrier was a big, a big problem for us. And over the year, we ended up, learning a lot 
and learning a lot of, of the language to where we can kind of get the gist of like how the locals kind of talk to them, talk to each other, talk to amongst themselves and, and then talk to us and stuff like that. And we can kind of get that from our interpreters. But, um, one, one main thing that kind of stuck out in our deployment was when we got blown up, uh, about halfway through our deployment, November 10th, uh, which was now was, uh, 20 or 10 years ago, um, November 10th, 2010. I'll never, I'll never forget it because for one day before veterans day and for two day before my dad and my cousin's birthday. Um, yeah, my dad and my cousins both share the same birthday, November 11th on the same veterans day. So getting blown up the day beforehand only suits, uh, you know, only fits (laughs) for me. I guess, uh, for a day which will live in infamy. <laughs> the day that they tried to end me, I told them, no, fuck <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> um, but get fucked. Yeah. I said, get fucked. And there's, there's video. I, I have to find it somewhere. There's video of post post explosion. Uh, you, you've seen it, Maddie. Uh, I showed you that yep. video. Um, after the explosion and all that shit, like how, how we got rocked and all that. Um, but yeah, that, uh, that day is going to be, uh, forever ingrained in my brain of, uh, you know, the, the, my, that's my, that's my alive day, I guess you can say, because, you know, that was, that was the day that someone tried to take my life and I unknowingly told them, fuck off. Um, I'm, I'm still going to be around, uh, but yeah, uh, that deployment, uh, kind of set a catalyst for me and, uh, and cause shit, I had just turned 21 a couple months prior. I was still a little baby. Um, and, uh, yeah, you learn a lot. Uh, when you're just growing up, you learn how to deal with things that not a lot of people ever have to deal with, uh, in normal everyday life. Like for example, not having a TV, not having internet, not having internet connection, not being able to contact your loved ones on a daily, hourly, minutely basis. Uh, shit. Um, shit, good food, hot food, cold food. Um, you learn a lot in those, those random times of, uh, struggle, I guess you can say. And, uh, I learned a lot on that one deployment that one year deployment that um, kind of, it, it makes you, it makes you kind of like appreciate the little things in life, like a TV or internet connection or, you know, hot foods. And when you get back 
to regular civilian life and just regular life in general, you for, you tend to forget that real quick. Um, and you start to take advantage of those little things that you just recently had to struggle to get. Um, and it's, it, it puts things into perspective for you. Um, when you start to realize how much, how little things tend to sort of like just fall into place, uh, I mean it's a it's a difficult kind of thing to kind of grasp um and not a lot of people can really grasp the full uh weight of just being away from home you know what I mean like mm-hmm. because a lot of people I mean shit majority of society has never even left their house let alone left their state let alone left their let alone left their country let alone fought in a different country so there's like so many different aspects of leaving your loved ones behind and what toll it takes on you for any any extended period of time especially in a war aspect and in a wartime mindset, um, like when when I was going through basic training, uh, all my drill sergeants were all prior uh, prior infantry. So like being trained as an MP, as military police, being trained by all prior infantry uh, that had just transferred over to military police. They had done like a deployment as military police. They had done, they had done multiple deployments as infantry and they're teaching you tactics on infantry training as military police. It's kind of, it's a little bit of a different learning curve because you're going into basic training thinking, Oh, I'm going to be a cop. I'm going to be military police. I'm going to be this. And, but when, when I went in, I got into military police as combat combat MP like that was there was you had garrison MP and then you had combat MP and for the most part when I was like when I first got in a lot of the MPs they were all going they were all getting deployed as combat MPs, which majority of their training was going to be infantry tactics, infantry based MP training. Like you had that little bit of MP training and then you had majority was going to be infantry tactics. So when I went to basic training, all my drill sergeants were all fucking prior infantry and they were all teaching us that, Infantry tactics, infantry, like it was, it was basically like going through infantry training minus the fucking, you know, weapons calls in infantry, even though we still had the, the weapons calls because, you know, in, in, in the MP Corps, you have to qualify on all the same weapon systems as infantry. So you're still getting all those qualifications. Mm -hmm. It's just 
you're not getting the same 100% same tactics as the infantry. You're not doing as much door kicking. You're not doing as much glass house training. You're not doing as much, you know, that that the infantry is doing because you eventually have to train on that paperwork aspect of the MP side, blah, 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 doing the domestics, doing the this, the, you know, the drunk training and blah, 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 that <coughs> you have to yep. normally do with MPs. But as a combat MP, getting trained by infantry drill sergeants, you're getting all of the fucking infantry tactics, infantry training. You're doing all that, and then you're getting a little little bit of some sprinkle of fucking MP on that. Like, and that's what I hate. I always hated about telling anyone uh, when, whenever anyone ever asked me like, oh, hey, what you, you were in the army, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, what'd you do in the army? I was like, well, I was, I was an MP. Oh, I fucking hate MPs. Oh, I was in the army. Oh, I hate MPs. Fucking MPs, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, see, uh, I wasn't really an MP because one... Never did anything MP related. Two, I was a combat MP. So the only thing I ever did MP related was when you and I, Maddie, like you and I went to fucking, when we went to LA, did the LA Metro yeah, training. Yeah, we trained with, yeah, that was dope. Yeah, we did the riot training there. And then when we went to Alabama, that was hazmat training, which yep. was semi that was like oh. along the lines of fucking mb uh like uh la like police like that was more riot training and like on that aspect of it yeah because we also did we didn't just do the hazmat we did the riot control tactics protester devices wmds um a little bit of explosives type stuff um, so we did a wide variety of law enforcement related training back, back there. Exactly. And so like those were the only things that I ever really did that was really law enforcement related. Everything else in my six years of military career was all combat infantry related. And then it was just kind of subjugated into the MP realm with a little bit of LEO stuff like law enforcement stuff. Like, yeah, even when we were in Afghanistan and we were doing training with the Afghan police, all of our training was literally side by side parallel with the Afghan army infantry the 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 101st infantry was doing the same exact training that we were doing, except theirs was for the Afghan army. Ours was for the Afghan police. So we were literally yeah. doing the same training with the, you know laterally with with the fucking 101st airborne well 101st air assault um infantry <coughs> as as our own fucking as mps like we were literally doing the same goddamn training so it was like any time that i ever have to tell someone like oh what did you do like hey uh, you you were in the you were in the military right oh you were in the army what did you do i was like well yeah i was 31 bravo i was uh yeah, I was I was military police. I fucking hate him. I hate him. Peace. Well, you don't hate me because I wasn't military police. I was, but I wasn't. I was on paper, but in the six years that I was in, everything that I did, 
maybe five of my six years that I was actually in, I was doing infantry tactic movements, operations, everything that I was doing was infantry or related. So I could citate you, like give you a citation if I needed to, or an infraction if I needed to, but I was never in that capacity. So don't call me an MP, even though it's technically the only thing that's on my damn DD-214. It's bullshit, but <laughs> I mean, I would have, I, don't get me wrong. I would have loved to actually do all that shit. Like that's what I wanted to essentially do when I first enlisted. I wanted to do all that cop shit. I wanted to be a cop eventually, but you know, fucking life happens, deployments happen and fucking you get back from deployment and shit changes, you know? And I, at that point I was like, you know what? I really don't want to be a cop anymore. There was a couple times that I was not necessarily voluntold, but I was given the opportunity to do the whole fucking uh, base defense, fucking sec four, um, like operation 30, you know, 30 day operation at fucking slow or, or not slow uh, at Los, uh, Los Al. <coughs> Like my cousin did, um, doing fucking op four or sec four over there, and I turned it down because I was just like, I I really don't. That's that's not me anymore. Like back, you know, four or five years ago, that would have been totally me. <clears throat> um, but you know, that's the that's just how life works. You know, you you go into one job field thinking that you want to you're all gung-ho fucking you're i want to fucking do this and i want to fucking do that and and then you know you get you get a little while into it and you're just like you know what man that's just not what i want to do anymore and if if i would have if i would have uh got into it full force uh right right then and there i it would probably be different but since i'm since i'm six years into it and I haven't even really experienced the whole rainbow of fucking debauchery that is this job field. I don't, I really, I don't really feel it anymore. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, so I got out of the military and called it a day and, you know, I got fucked over by leadership, uh, you know, like while I was trying to get out, trying to get in, trying to, trying to stay in. And when I was trying to stay in, there was just a bunch of political bullshit going on back and forth, left and right, up and down throughout the chain. And I was just like, you know what? I just, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. I'm out. So I got out and, uh, you know, life happens. Uh, we all have our ups and downs in life and fucking... I ended up, you know, I, I fell, fell in hard times. Um, you know, PTSD fucking played a big factor and TBI played a big factor. I'm not going to fucking use that as a crutch for anything, but <clears throat> I mean, it just, you know, the life happens for everyone and it's just, uh, it, it turns into, if you don't, if you don't catch it early on, it turns into a spiraling effect of just downward spiral. And it just, you just go into this fucking deep, dark cave 
that you can never get out of. And when, uh, when I realized that I was spiraling down into this deep, dark cave, there was a few, a select few people that ended up picking me up out of it that you, Maddie, were one of them that helped me get out of, get out of my fucking, my dark cave and sauce being another and Escalante being another and fucking Ornelas from, you know, third party being another, like his, just his random fucking funny ass post that he just, cause his, <laughs> his, 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 his shitty ass fucking mentality of just like, he, <laughs> every time I see something he posts, it's just, Oh man, he he lifts me out of the fucking darkness every now and again. That dude's a fucking right. <laughs> he is. Um but you know, you you fucking lift yourself up out of it and uh when uh when I got myself out of it, um you know, I landed this job. I landed uh, you know, I landed in a in a divorce um because of, you know, my own self, you know, uh fucking I didn't realize where I was with my own fucking mindset and hey you know what shit happens fucking um it happens that you know sometimes you just really don't realize how far deep into a hole you've dug yourself and once you realize it it takes that much more effort to get out and sometimes you need a little help and you know, sometimes uh, you got to reach out. So that's what, uh, I mean, that, that's what I've been since, since then um, I've been trying to build my platform of my TikTok and, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, kind of flow it into my Instagram and Facebook uh because it, I kind of blew up on TikTok a little bit and trying to kind of flow that over. Yeah, one duet. All it yeah, one, one duet. One fucking duet. That's all it takes. One and, duet. And Next thing you know, you get ten thousand fucking thousand followers. And yeah. Like, hey. Yeah. You know, and I'm trying to I'm trying to get that to flow over into my Instagram and my Facebook so I can so because I want to I want to help. Any and everyone that I can, veterans, civilian, LEO, first responder, fucking firefighter, EMT, doesn't matter what you are, civilian, I don't care. I want to help any and everyone that I can as far, as long as I can help at least one person, I will know that I'm doing my job and I'm doing my job properly. I'm doing my job right as a human being, <clears throat> because we all need to be that human being to pay it forward to someone. And that's my, that's my thing right now is like, I'm especially with the military, I'm with the, the veteran community, the military community with active and reserved components and all like LEOs and, and first responders. I'm trying to, spread awareness of mental health and PTSD awareness to combat the 22 a day because the 22 movement is a real thing and it's a 
an epidemic that we cannot just let go unnoticed because it's ridiculous. Like we've, you and I, Maddie, you and I have lost way too many soldiers and battle buddies in our time of service and in the time that since since you and I have met since 2011 that we have lost way too many service members that we personally know to suicide to um uh, accidental overdoses to mm-hmm. intentional overdoses to just too many it's it's just it's way too many that it's i feel like the number 22 is more than we actually are like known i feel like the number is actually more than 22 a day yeah but um we we just need to make that a priority amongst our our veterans our our military personnel our active and reserve components leos first responders we need to just we need to drive that topic home for everyone and um i feel like that's my kind of calling at this point of my life right now is helping bring awareness to all of that um and that's what i've kind of like taken from my military service getting out and getting into the 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 position that i'm in now getting this this job that i that i'm in that i can i can i'm working a lot and I still have that time outside of work that I can help any way and inform that I can. And I want to just push that topic because even though like the, over the last few months to years, the 22 a day has kind of like been a rising topic for the veteran and military community i feel like in the civilian aspect it's not getting enough traction as it should because i get asked daily on our fucking uh, our tattoo that you and i will share um the the igy6 the uh the not hashtag uh the the semicolon igy6 i literally just got asked this yesterday by my brother-in-law um, mm-hmm. he asked me, he was like, Hey, uh, like I, I was, I, I've, I've seen it for like on your arm for the last two years. I've never asked you about it. What is it? Like, what is the IGY six? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? And I was just like, it, it means I got your six. Like I got your six. And that means that I got your back. Like in the military aspect, I got your back. I got your six, six o'clock is your, your rear. I got your six, no matter what. And the, the, the teal semi semicolon is an artistic form of it's never an end like that means that it's not a period a period ends a sentence in art in art and art uh, like art work and art poems and and artistic everything that has to do with words 
the semicolon is a pause. It's a pause. You take a tactical pause, especially for the IGOS 6. You take a tactical pause. Take a, a moment. Step back. I got your six. Okay. Mm-hmm. That means that someone has your back. I do. I have your back. So whatever you're going through, I got your back. I will help you through that. You do not have to end end everything because like we said in episode one, there is no reason to make a permanent solution for a temporary problem. Yep. And Absolutely. that is what the semicolon is. The semicolon is the knowledge of a temporary problem. You just take a slight step back, assess, reassess, adjust fire, do whatever you need to do, take a step back. Do not end that problem. There is no reason for you to make a permanent solution for a temporary problem. We can't stress that enough. You are not allowed to quit. You're not allowed to quit. We don't we don't quit in this community. And I think that's something that like you know, through both of our backgrounds growing up, like we've we've dealt with some tough shit as kids. Um, you know, I I dealt with divorce at, at a young age. I think it was 11 when my parents split up. And I mean, I don't I don't care how common divorces become. Like it's never fucking easy for a child, right? It's always a massive adjustment for a child, and it's a scary one. Yeah. And you know, you go through life and you and you have these things come up and you know, then you, you grow up and you deal with heartache and you deal with breakups and you deal with loss of relationships and losses of friends and then you know, you get to a point where oh fucking eighteen years old, you decide to enlist and go into the military and now you're now you're faced with a whole new like, oh you know, I got to go be away from my family. I got to be away from my friends. I got to be with my girlfriend or whatever. And then you get out of basic and AIT and then you get deployed. And now it's, I got to be away from my family and friends and everything I've ever known for the next, for the last or for the next year. And then it's like in a country where I don't, uh, you know, I don't know anything. I don't know anybody. I don't know, uh, you know, fucking the language. I don't know the culture. And on top of all that, I've got people that are trying to fucking kill me. And you've got so there's so many things that we deal with throughout life that it's like sometimes we don't know how to handle it all. And so, you know, the 22 a day, I know that's a really big thing that we try to hammer home. But at the same time, like we need to realize that that stuff, and this is kind of reverting back to episode one a little bit, um, but, and I don't want to, I don't want to revert back too much, but like, you know, we need to remember that there's, regardless of whether we think that nobody gives a fuck, there's always somebody that does. And we need to not only pay attention to each other and the signs and things of that nature to try and notice when something's going wrong with somebody that we give a shit about. Um, but as our own individual person, we also need to 
remember that we're strong enough to fucking make that that decision to reach out and talk to somebody and say, hey, I'm having a hard time, or hey, I'm doing, you know, like, this is an issue, or that's an issue, or I just need to talk about this, like, if anything, man, being in touch with your feelings and expressing your feelings and, and, and reaching out and asking for help or ad- admitting that you're broken, um, it's not a sign of weakness. Like, that's probably one of the biggest signs of, of, of strength that you could possibly have is admitting that you have a problem, admitting that you need help, or admitting that something is bugging you. And asking or reaching out and asking for somebody to fucking come and, and kind of give you a hand. And like Bernie said, you know, we've all been there. Um, you know, myself and Sauce, you know, one of our other buddies and, and Escalante and stuff, we were there for Bernie. I know Bernie was there for me big time. Um, oh, yeah. And Sauce was as well. And when I was going through my divorce, um, which, you know, a little backstory on me. Um, born and raised in Southern California. Um, always felt like I was kind of more of a country boy. I should have been born and raised in the South or in a place like Montana, and, you know, something like that. Um, and I didn't enlist until I was 25. Um, I worked a lot of dead end jobs. Um, I tried to get on with a couple different law enforcement agencies because I wanted to be a cop. Um, Unfortunately, they were pretty much only looking to hire any inner city shit. So minorities, females, things like that. Um, so I figured, fuck it, I'll enlist as, a, as an MP. And then that'll make me more appealing to law enforcement agencies because I'm a cop on the military side. I already have training and mindset and all that shit. Um, I was severely wrong. Um, <laughs> most agencies in California don't give a fuck. They kind of hate uh, MPs and military when it comes to bringing them on as officers they think that we've got this like trigger happy stigma because we're fucking combat soldiers which is like the opposite um so i struggled for a long time there and i was in a relationship that just was in a marriage that i got into uh, <coughs> way too fucking young um i was 19 um when i got with this girl um, she had a child from previous relationship, which was totally cool with me. Um, I loved the kid. Um, I treated the kid like he was my own. He was four and a half when we got together. Um, and I pretty much went straight into being a stepdad, um, and head of a household and worked and shit. Sounds um, familiar. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, shit. when we say we've experienced some shit, like we fucking, <laughs> We've experienced some shit. Um, there's so uh, did that, and then was uh, with her for almost eleven years. Maybe it was like ten and a half ish. Um, got with her oh four, just shy of ten. Um, we got together oh four and split just before twenty thirteen. You're like right at the beginning of twenty thirteen. Yeah. Um, uh, wow, now that I think about it, it was literally, <laughs> wow, it was literally like almost on the button 10 years uh, from start <laughs> to finish. <laughs> now that I'm thinking, it's totally crazy. Like you start thinking about some weird shit and all of a sudden you're like, holy fuck, it never hit me. Um, yeah. So relationship was garbage. Um, yeah. I don't really give a fuck if she hears this or not because I begged her for years during the marriage to go to counseling and 
get this and get that and it never fucking went anywhere so yeah. um you know we, we both gained a lot of weight and i wanted to take it off because i realized i was unhealthy and i was trying to become a, a cop and got in the gym started working out started getting healthy she would never reciprocate she would never join or support like it was it was always a fight um racked up a fuck ton of debt and then found out that uh i got cheated on with three different dudes um throughout that time so that was kind of a fucking killer um to the relationship uh and i was at a i was at a point though in the in the relationship in the marriage that i couldn't just up and leave because i was the sole financial provider um and i didn't want to leave the kid high and dry more than anything yeah so i chose to stay man way fucking longer than i probably should have um I stayed probably a good three-ish years longer than I probably should have. Um, and I remember you and Sauce and a couple other people, like, after the fact, after I left, after I got with um, my lady now, told me that it was crazy to watch kind of my downward spiral towards the end of my marriage and how quickly I declined and tanked. And, um, it got real bad, real, real fast towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got, like you were talking about, you get sucked into this kind of dark fucking hole and I was drinking a lot. Um, like a lot, a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> and, uh, <Yeah. laughs> a lot with me, and with me a lot too. A lot. Like, yeah, dude, like, so I would go out with, with my buddy that he's been like my best friend since I was like 11 years old. Um, he actually was a huge, uh, component in getting me through my parents' divorce and his family. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to throw any names out there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, man, you know who like, you are. <laughs> yeah. You know, you little motherfucker. Uh, I have some memories and fucking shell gas station bathrooms that <laughs> bad, not good ones, bad ones. Uh, better call fucking your fault. Uh, no, um, love the guy to death. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I was drinking copious amounts of alcohol, um, at least three to four days a week with him. And then come drill weekends, here I am. With me. Yeah. Copious. Drinking copious amounts of alcohol. Copious amounts of alcohol. (laughs) And just getting absolutely fucking shithoused all the goddamn time. Um, Yeah. And it was kind of my, you know, that was my crutch. That's kind of what I... Uh, I used to deal with all the loneliness and the sadness and the heartache and the depression and a lot of the shit that I was going through. Um, and then it got really, really dark. And there were a few times where I was done and I was ready to make that permanent solution to a temporary problem. Um, and there was, I mean, you know, there were a few people that I had around me that were really good people, but, um, you know, Bernie was, was the main one that 
was really pulling me out of those those times the one that paid attention enough to to kind of realize like hey motherfucker something's off like something's up with you like what the fuck's going on you know yeah. and um so you know pulled me through that um i i got went through the divorce um got the divorce done um which wasn't really a fucking big deal um it, it took a year just because my ex one it actually should have taken quicker because she didn't want to sign the divorce papers which realistically people if you're looking at getting divorced um if you could talk your fucking partner that you're leaving into not signing the papers it makes it go because uh, you can just <laughs> judge my papers at the same fucking time. It takes like way fast, way fucking easier. Uh, <laughs> little tidbit, little tips, tips and tricks of the tribe. Um, <laughs> how to get your partner to divorce you way easier. Um, but now the courts lost my fucking, my, my, my file like three separate times. So I had to keep refiling for the divorce and then reserving her. And then when you serve some serve <laughs> them, you have to wait 30 days for where they can fucking, for them to respond. That's kind of how mine went. <laughs> That's kind of how yeah. mine went because my divorce, she she kept fucking up the the fucking divorce papers because my lawyer kept telling her to submit this paperwork and she, for some reason, whatever she did prior to or fucking during or whatever after, like she didn't submit the right paperwork every single time and I was just like, how... How is this coming from someone who is so meticulous, OCD, fucking, like, you're so meticulous that you can't have the, the you know, the, the baby's ass wiped the wrong way. And you can't file paperwork the correct way the first fucking time or the third time or the second time or the fourth time. Why, why is this, why is this a thing? I, we're literally telling you. To not do anything, you only have to sign a piece of paper and send it in. And somehow you're fucking that up. Bro, I can oh, tell you exactly. Yes. I can tell you exactly how that happened with that one. Because I know her very fucking well. Because yeah. after you got out, she was pretty much one of my fucking Joes. Yeah. She was a cunt. Hard RT. RT. Hard fucking Hit it with a hard T. I can tell you exactly why, because she was she wanted to fuck you in the ass, like, yeah, that's why I know that one. I know that whole story. Trust me, I know it better than you probably do. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, I tried. I tried to, <clears throat> uh, but that's neither here nor there. So yeah, yeah, I got divorced. Um, and me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> divorce buddies. Hey, uh, which is kind of a weird feeling because. You know, coming from a divorced family, I always said I wasn't going to be that guy. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so here I was, 28, 29 years old and fucking married and divorced, um, which yeah, was me. a wild fucking thought. <coughs> and before I met my wife now, um, we're Mexican married, so I can say that <laughs> we haven't had a wedding yet but we've been together eight years and we have a seven-year-old child so fuck off <laughs> um we've been engaged for hey we're gonna we're gonna do a court we're gonna do a court wedding so just oh, to get the paperwork yeah oh, we're gonna yeah. do we're gonna do the paperwork just 
just to get the paperwork going for you know insurance purposes all that stuff yeah. because it, in the event we want to have a child we want to both be on the same insurance and this and that and all that so we, yeah, yeah we're, that's smart. we're going that way yeah but but eventually I mean, we're gonna have like a real real wedding you know yeah like, same here yeah same with us we're gonna do it it's just been finances has been the biggest thing that has held us back and exactly we got we she got pregnant with jay um <laughs> We for, uh, you you could you supported that you did that. Listen, I did. I, I, you're half. You're half on that. <laughs> I put a pretty good effort in. Let me say this. Okay. You supplied. Uh, you supplied the baby gravy. I, I, I did. I did. I did. I had a million children. Fucking made it through. Uh, he's a winner. 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 He knows that second place is the first loser, and that is not okay with me. That's true. If you ain't first, you're last. There you go, Ricky Bobby, bitch. <laughs> shake and <laughs> bake. It's been his motto since day one. He shake and bake his way all the way to that fucking winner's circle. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah. So before her and I got together, though, I was, I was at this point, man, where I didn't give a fuck anymore. Like I was so tired <laughs> of being hurt and wronged and cheated on and taken advantage of and taken for granted that. I, I was at a point where I wasn't going to get into another relationship. I was never going to get married again. I was going to use women for their vagina. And that was pretty much about it. Um, <laughs> like being dead honest, like, dude, oh, I, yeah, me too. About women. I was like, <laughs> me too. Like, women can, can, they, they can suck my dick and fucking get the fuck out of here. I'm calling you the goodbye. Like yeah. that's where my mind was at because I was so hurt. Mm. Um, and I kind of like had the mindset of an angry fucking feminist. Like, Except for all dicks are bad to them, and to me, all vaginas were good except for just for one thing. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it was not love and affection. Um, and then yeah. the Pleasure. lady was a the lady showed up one day and jumped back into my life because we had met each other a few years prior and then lost touch. And she took it out of her, took the time out of out of her crazy, crazy, crazy busy life to. Take me somewhere and say, today is all about you. It's all on me. Don't worry about a thing. I want you to remember what being truly happy feels like. And I want you to remember that you deserve to be happy in life. And I was kind of like, what? What the fuck are you putting <clears throat> up in that headache? What are you fucking planning? Stay the fuck away from me. Um, but, you trying to trap me? <laughs> yeah, she was trying to get me. So... Uh, she went but uh, for the first time in a very long time somebody put me first and gave a fuck and and that that to me was huge and so she got me Uh, eight years later (laughs) here we are um, got him yeah (laughs) and uh, she's got these nuts these nuts buried in her fucking coin purse Um, really well um, and but it's at, you know it's 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 a good coin purse to be trapped in. So <laughs> yes, yes. Now, she's with that she's being a said, very man, fucking amazing woman. Yes, she and is. She, she is. loves you to the fullest. She is. She is the most loving person that I've ever seen you around. And yeah, I couldn't yeah. imagine you with anyone else. So. Me neither. And that's, you know, that's a big thing for me. Now, 
I'm not going to say that life has been easy. It's been anything but easy for us. We've been through some really fucking crazy, <laughs> gnarly shit. Especially um, over the last fucking six months to 12 months. Like, since yeah, you, with the move and, the move and all that. Yeah. You yeah, guys have and, done, definitely gone through the ringer on that one. Yep. Yep. And, <clears throat> you know, I got fucked over by a very close friend of mine back in the beginning of our relationship. Um, yeah. Really fucking bad. Uh, that put us into some financial hardships. Um, but we never quit fighting. Um, and that's one thing that I pride myself on is, is I'm not a quitter. I'll, I'll fucking fight tooth and nail for what I want. Um, now, my time in the service, um, enlisted at 25, um, went through basic and AIT, same as Bernie, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, um, <laughs> MP, fuck that place. Mm-hmm. Um, Got out, did a deployment to Haiti. That was some wild shit. Um, it was supposed yeah, to be I'll, like I'll... an AT mission, quote unquote. And it turned into a real world mission right before we got down there. Um, we were pulling security for the medical dental sites. Uh, a lot of the high ranking officers that were doing a lot of the work on the local nationals there. Um, as well as security for the engineer sites where we were building schools and stuff, doing all the humanitarian aid, because uh, the Colombian cartel had moved in and recruited up all the local gangs, and they were doing a bunch of really fucking gnarly shit, like kidnapping people, raping people, killing people, stealing from all of our sites, like all this shit. So uh, that was a quick little deployment. Came back and transferred. How, how, long, was, how long was that deployment, by the way? 30 days, dude. It was like a month. Really? That's why that was, was it? Yeah, dude, that's why oh, I shit. was saying it I was, thought like it was supposed longer than that. To, no, it was supposed to be an annual training. AT oh, okay. fucking deal. Yeah, two and week. It, yeah, and it was <clears throat> it, it was a real world mission, which is super Damn. fucking stupid because when we got back, we got awarded the overseas training ribbon. Don't quote unquote training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we, we all looked at each other and we're like what is what? this garbage? The what? fuck is this? Like training? What training? <laughs> this fucking real world shit. Like, <laughs> but whatever. It was a cool experience. Um, I learned a lot. I saw a lot of shit. Um, some of it fucked me up <laughs> mentally. Um, saw some fucked up shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're sitting on towers by yourself at fucking zero two in the morning and watching a grown ass man rape a fucking eight year old boy in the bushes repeatedly, uh, it kind of in bed for a while. Um, yeah. yeah. So. You know, that's just because I want service members to remember something like, <laughs> look, motherfucker, it doesn't have to be combat to fuck you up. Yeah. But there's certain things that you will see as a, as, as, as a service member or a soldier that, dude, it might not be getting shot at or fucking people getting blown up that, yeah. that fucks you up. You know what I mean? Like there's... I, I know a couple different MPs that have been garrison MPs um, mm-hmm. that have worked the road on some bases, never been deployed, right? Mm-hmm. Never been to a suicide call, yeah. but have been to child abuse calls <coughs> where yeah. the father, who's a service member, just grabbed his two and a half year old daughter by the fucking leg and slammed her up against the couch like she was a fucking rag doll. Like shit like that. And they wake up, they have nightmares at night from that call or whatever it is because it fucks them up bad. You know what I mean? So some of the shit that I saw that I never talked about, I never, I mean, I've never expressed this to fucking anybody realistically. Um, 
I, uh, I have never, honestly, I, I mean, from the unit that I was with at the time, like I never even talked about it. Um, I never told them fucking anything. And so this is kind of the first time that I'm even kind of letting it out there, but I'm saying it because I want people, especially service members to remember that like your mental health is, is a priority. And there are going to be things that you shouldn't be ashamed to talk about or should keep hidden because it's just going to fuck you up even more. Um, You know, watching children be fucking raped by these older adults like dude i can't give a fucking out of my head a lot of times it's fucked up well and and the so, thing too like <clears throat> i don't want to cut you off but I, like thinking about it <clears throat> there were times um that when i was when we were on mission in Afghanistan, there were times that <clears throat> we would go to various police stations or whatever, um, certain areas that we would do like night missions or like late day missions, and we would be posted up, and our vehicle with the crow system and all that shit like we we can you know we can zoom we can see off in the distance and stuff like Mm -hmm. that like there was a couple times that i would see uh now like thinking back on it because i i haven't really thought too much in depth of these scenarios because i'd never really thought about it at the time Mm -hmm. but now thinking about it there were times where i would see uh in in my scope because i was a gunner <clears throat> in these missions i would see there would be an afghan male roughly like 30 years old or something fucking around with like some like little fucking 12 year old 15 year old male kid and it was like, oh, well, that's, that's, you know, that's man love Thursday. That's like, yeah, like yeah. we had, we had, we had that, like, it's man love Thursday, but like we, like, uh, it was, it was more of a joke to us at the time that man love Thursday was just like a day where dudes just fucked each other kind of like thing. But yeah, we, like, we, we didn't think of it as, we didn't think of it as like men, men, like adult males mm-hmm. men fucking little kids it was it was just like men fucking other dudes like but it was it was men like older males 25 to 35 40 years old fucking like children like mm-hmm. 12 to 15 years to 18 years old yep. it was that was man love thursday it wasn't just like man on dude like it wasn't just like dudes fucking dudes like no yeah. it was it was men fucking children that's yep. what it was and like i it it took me fuck 10 years now because i'm just thinking of this now that there were times where we were stranded not stranded but like we were posted up 
in these areas and I was scanning my sector and I would see an Afghan. I see an Afghan male, 25 to, you know, fighting age, 25 to 30 years old, whatever. <clears throat> and I'd scan and I'd see him and he'd go over to this little dude. I, I say little dude like fucking, you know, 12 to 15 years old. <clears throat> And yeah, he'd be fucking around with him. Like, he'd be, you, you see the man jams, and you see him fucking playing around with his midsection, and fucking, the, and, and, like, there were multiple times where you would see this happen in the year that we were there. Like, it, it, <clears throat> it's disturbing. It's It's one of those things where, in the moment, you try and rationalize it away because you have to maintain that military discipline, military bearing, and that composure <clears throat> and that discipline, yeah. right, to to stay on track with the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't really think about it until later. And then when you do think about it later, you're like, "What, what the, the fuck, fuck was I thinking?" And, like, and the hardest thing is too is that your your <clears throat> your 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 superiors, right, your leadership tells you that. You can't do anything about this shit because that's their culture. It's not aggression. It's their culture. It's not aggression. Right. They're that's not. Just they're not they doing live. things towards you. Yeah. 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 And so your your hands are tied in what you can and can't fucking do to stop this. And that's yeah. one of the hardest things because if I saw that now here back home in the states, I'm gonna stomp your fucking <laughs> skull into the concrete, and I'm gonna yeah. go to the jail for the rest of my life for fucking murdering you because you're not gonna do anything like that to a child. I yeah. will fucking kill you with my bare hands. Now, yeah, when you're out yeah. there and you're in that environment and you can't do anything, you laugh it away, you joke it away, you man love Thursday it away, or whatever it is that you tag it with, so that you can mentally justify this and make it okay so you continue. So you know, there's so to get off that but kind of stay on on track, you know, there's things that that we deal with and like I said it doesn't always have to be combat related. They kind of stick yeah. with us. And so that's one thing that I dealt and that, that I dealt with and that, that I still deal with today because I still see it all the time and things like that. And 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 you know as I got further along in my career towards the end of my marriage when I was drinking all the time, it was just one of those things like everything compiled into one and then things got really dark. And then luckily I had some really good people to pull me out um, of this darkness. And I got with the wife and and she really helped kind of, I always tell her like Kenny Chesney's song, you saved me is like my song to her because that literally is what it was like. Um, Perfect. Perfect. And you know, so then you know, that, that took a turn and my life got a lot better. Um, still dealt with some, we still struggle and things like that, but, but we're, you know, fucking fighters. And then a few years ago, I know Bernie and I were talking about this right before we, we, uh, got on the show today. Um, we're going to answer some, answer a question that we've gotten from a few people really quick. Um, you guys know I am raw and unedited. And <laughs> I'm very honest. I'm an open book. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and be fucking open and honest and answer one question that I've gotten from a couple of people that are now listening to this podcast. Send it. Full so, send. <clears throat> Bernie and I were on a previous podcast. Uh, um, we had started a podcast called the dismount. 
um, a couple years ago with two other battle buddies. Three. Well, two of our battle buddies and one dude. Really, don't get me wrong. He's a good dude. He doesn't really have anything to do with why that fucking fell apart. Um, but good dude. Um, so it was the five of us on the dismount. And it originally that podcast was started by me and another individual. Okay. That individual came to me and said, Hey, I have this idea. I would like to do a podcast. I want to know if you would like to do this with me. So it was mine and him. And then you brought in me in episode two. Yeah. Right. Episode two. And it became a trio because we had all served together. We were battle buddies and it was more of a military style podcast, a little bit more generated towards the veteran community where the tribe is anybody and fucking everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. The military is a big part of our life and has been. So we have a lot of experiences and life lessons from that, that we can pull from to help other people, but that's not what the tribe is about. The dismount was really kind of heavier on the military aspect. Um, So, when when me, Bernie, and this other individual got into this and decided to do this together, we all talked and we were like, we are we are the hosts. Any and all decisions are, are made as a group. We make all these decisions as a group. We build this podcast as a group. Um, and it, nobody's going to do anything by themselves. Like, everything's a group decision. It was a business, basically. Yeah, and you've got three business partners, and anything and everything is discussed with all all parties involved, and that decision made. Well, all of a sudden, we had this fucking fourth silent individual partner was told. <coughs> we were told that it was a silent partner, and it was behind the scenes. Um, that was just helping out. Um, all which of a sudden, was cool at the time. Yeah, at the, at which the time, at the beginning cool. at the time we were like, okay, that's <laughs> fucking cool, whatever. And we kind of had a feeling as to who it was because we kind of, we just me and Bernie kind of had this like inclination, feeling, yeah. inclination. We knew exactly who it was, and it turned out to be the person that we thought. Yeah, and um, I was totally blinded by the entire situation for the vast majority of the time until, until the end, um, because I put my trust in these people, these these two individuals. Um, so she was brought in and all of a sudden, like changes were made to the show without our knowledge and without any sort of discussion with us. Um, and it was basically just, this is how it is. Fuck off. If you don't like it type of type of a mentality that, that these things were brought in on. And so Bernie and I started talking and we were kind of like, this is this is some gay shit. Like I'm not gonna put yeah. up with this bullshit. Like we're in this together. So we brought the issues that we had to light amongst the group, amongst the fucking group, right? Because that's how it, this is. And so all of a sudden we're told, well, and not even not even by the motherfuckers we're doing the, the fucking show with. By the spouse of one of these motherfuckers, <laughs> we're told, "Listen, fuck off. We put more money into this than you. You don't get a fucking say. We're doing this." And I was like, yeah. "Then it turned what? into a monetary thing, and it was like, nah, no, yeah. no, no, no." Yeah, and I was like, from the beginning, we never talked about money. The money that was put into this was like, "Hey, this is what I'm doing." 
for the show. I'm not asking you for anything. I'm just saying I'm putting my time and money into this because this is I'm not working right now. So this is what I'm doing for going to do to try and start up as a job. Like, and I was cool with that. Like, I, I wasn't in a financial position anyway at the time. And I made that very, very clear and apparent to, to be able to put money into this. Like I was putting yeah. my time and my effort. I was working 70 plus hours a week. And on my time off, I was putting 100% of it into this into the, the show. So I didn't feel like I needed to put any money that I didn't have into it because I was putting my time. Yeah. <clears throat> Long story short, um, we were basically told you guys are fucking pieces of shit. Um, you were, you've been guests all along. You were never a part of the show. You were just guests on the show, um, which I had all the text and message and DM conversations to prove that wrong. And so Bernie (laughs) and I decided to say, okay, that's the way it's going to be. Then we are walking. Yeah. You're pulling down every single episode of the show that has us on it. And you can start from scratch. If you want to call the shots and make all the fucking decisions and make everybody else feel like a piece of shit, then guess what motherfucker? You're going to do it by yourself. So Bernie and I walked. We dipped out, yeah. um, and because I wasn't, I wasn't cool with that either. Because <clears throat> I was like, no, you, you, you try to pull. Oh well, I put, I put more money into this. Well, there was no money involved when I was brought into this. Yeah, and myself, his self, yourself. There, there was no money ever talked about anything and then all of a sudden now there's money involved so no mm-hmm. that's not how this works yeah there were if even episodes dude, <clears throat> that, uh, and i don't know if you remember but there were even episodes that were dropped yeah without our knowledge without us oh yeah yeah so, it, it, there there was there was um multiple episodes that they both of them recorded prior to our knowledge that we didn't have any part in those episodes because they wanted to just oh just we wanted to release these episodes blah 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 and it was like no wolf i wanted to i wanted to have some say in you know your interview with this person outside person yeah why why wouldn't why wouldn't I want to have that episode, uh, and and it was and it wasn't just the one person with another one person. It was that one person and their spouse who wasn't even on the fucking show. Yeah, yeah. To begin so, with, it was it was yeah. this person who was on the show, and then it was his spouse, or and then another person and their spouse, uh, and like it wasn't. There was no communication with. Mm-hmm. The first person, me and Maddie, that was the show, one, two, three, show, and guest. No, there was episode, or there was, there was person one, and spouse, and guest. There wasn't, there wasn't episode with person one, Maddie, and Bernie, and, and guest. It was person one. And spouse. No. Fuck so, that. So we were so, like, no, 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 no. <clears throat> and especially when you when you try to when you try to throw numbers at us, like, oh, we 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 put numbers in this. When your spouses can to, when you when you yeah. wanna when you wanna put 
when your spouses can put money in on this, now nah, fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. You're out. Like, nah. Yeah. Nah, we're so good. We we dipped out. We and so that that's what that's what started this whole thing. Um Yeah. The Bernie tribe and I bounced. We <clears throat> were on Call of Duty one night. We were playing some Warzone matches and yeah. talking. Um, which is where we, we have been known to do some of our brainstorming. Um, amidst a Go lot follow of us. and son of a bitches and <laughs> piece of shit. And th- that was fucking bullshit. Uh, <laughs> somewhere in all of that fucking debauchery, uh, we come up with some really good shit sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. so this idea to do the tribe uh, was born. And. Our ladies behind the scenes are very much a very big part of this. Uh, we are a family, the four of us. Um, and Definitely. Our <clears throat> spouse's opinions um, mean a lot. And of course. our artwork that we have up right now. It's your lady for sure. Was, it, yeah, it was, <clears throat> was drawn up by my lady. And, you know, Bernie's lady has, has done a lot as far as helping get the pages set up and posting and giving us feedback and things of that nature. So we're, we're all in this together. This is a group effort. Um, this is a family business as I would like to say, um, and, and project. And we, Bernie and I together have been through so much shit in our lives. Um, I've been homeless. I've lived on the street. Um, I slept on cardboard boxes. Now, when I say that, I want you to remember that a vast majority of that was due to my own really poor personal choices back when I was 18. Um, so I don't want you going and feeling bad for me, right? I made some really big time mistakes when I was, when I was young, fresh out of high school and it landed me on the streets and I lived on the streets for a while, but I will say that being in that position has taught me a lot of really, really, really important life lessons um, and things that I can pull from to try and help other people. Um, Bernie's really trying to get this message of suicide awareness and prevention out because it is something that we have both personally dealt with. The heartache of of losing somebody, it's it's never ending. It will never go away. Um, And we want to try and help people not make that same bullshit choice and the same bullshit decision. So throughout this show, throughout the life of this show, which we hope is going to go on for hundreds ever hundreds of episodes. Um, yeah, that's our plan. Um, we will definitely discuss that topic, um, continuously. Um, I'm not going to say it's going to be touched on every episode because I don't think it needs to be. Um, there's a lot of other things that are important in this world. There's a lot of other things that we can discuss to help other people out. Uh, whether it be finances, um, which fuck, my lady's amazing finances <laughs> and being financially smart and building credit. Uh, well, she needs to hit me up because I need, <laughs> I, need <laughs> I need more better better. I would I credit. will I will have her hit you up if you guys can chat it up about finances and credit. But yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of things that that we're gonna talk about on this show. Um, but I feel like a little bit of background on who I am, a little bit of where I came from, not to get too deep into it, but a little bit as well as Bernie and the things that he's experienced and his combat experience and 
engaged combat wise. Uh, <laughs> and how he dealt with that and opening up a little bit about our demons um, because fuck man we are we've got some fucking demons oh and 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 we're right gonna, now we're, that I'm fighting we're gonna we're gonna pull out our demons for sure like our demons are gonna come out in every in you know like you know ten episodes away like you know we don't know but yeah. some. Some episode we're gonna have a fucking a topic that like our demons come out like my 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 demons this they come out and then three episodes away from that like your demons come out That's like fucking right. the, yeah. it's 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 a it's a learning curve and it's also like talking about. <clears throat> talking about your demons in general they they manifest whenever they want so and it's good it's so good to like get that shit out because like i want to i want to crush this fucking stigma of being an alpha male and being masculine means that you have to fucking suppress all of your emotions and just be a fucking badass all the time. Like, no dude, not at all. Like being a fucking, being an alpha male to me is a man who is a fucking man. He takes care of his family. He works fucking hard. He's a fucking supporter. He's a sheep of society. He fucking protects. He's a protector. He protects people from the fucking wolves. Yes. Of society. Right. Sheepdog. He's a fucking savage. He's not a bitch. But at the same time, with that being said, that alpha male releases his emotions. He acknowledges his emotions. He deals with his fucking emotions. He deals with his problems. He doesn't suck everything inward and just let it fucking fester and destroy himself <coughs> he goes out and he expresses his emotions and he fucking lets them out and he deals with them externally with the help of other individuals that yes. to me is an alpha male right so yes. that is what in my opinion is being fucking masculine right and see that's that's been my that's been my problem for the last 10 years like I just I suck everything in like I I I retain everything like my all of my fucking feelings. I I fucking put them all in, <clears throat> and then when when everything like builds up, and I just like I just yeah no for push sure them it's all overwhelming out. Yeah. yeah it gets overwhelming and it gets too much and you can't. <clears throat> So yeah, throughout the show, we're, we're going to, we're going to release some of those demons and we're going to release some of those, those inner struggles that we're going through and talk about what we're doing to deal with it or how you can deal with it. And hopefully some of our experiences and, and, and whatnot can help other people. Um, that's why we have the email. That's why I say DM us. Like if you have questions or whatever, or you want, there's something that you may be struggling with that you don't want to openly say, Hey, hi, my name is so-and-so and I'm fucking struggling with this to get it out there and talk about it, but you want to throw it out there so that we'll talk about it, which in turn can kind of help you feel like you're not so much alone. Fucking send it, send it our way. We'll fucking get it on the show. Yeah, um, definitely. We're going to talk about political shit because realistically 
the political climate of society. I mean, like that's a hot topic, right? There's a lot of things that are happening Super right now within our country yeah. that are politically driven for sure. So we're going to touch on that. We're going to touch on fucking, uh, you know, current events. We're going to yeah. touch on, you know, a lot of the Rittenhouse, Kyle Rittenhouse. We're going to, we're probably going to top on that next week because yeah, that we'll, shit. Yeah. Yeah. That that's cl- coming to a close. And that's like a big thing with culture, yep. pop culture right now. So coming next up week, on, yeah, once this episode gets dropped, I think we'll we'll have enough time where we can the verdict will be out and yeah. we're going to see how society reacts to that verdict, right or wrong, and we're going to discuss how um, the reaction has been and whether it was the right reaction or the wrong reaction and why we feel that way and why yeah. statistically or factually why we feel that way. Um, yeah. You know... Last episode we touched on uh, poopy pants Biden and <laughs> <laughs> poopy pants. Poopy, yeah, and yeah. I mean, yes. Look, realistically, we know it's probably just an internet rumor that came out. Um, but it's probably there's true. no actual confirmation <laughs> that he shit himself with the Pope, uh, unless somebody gets the Pope on the line and the Pope's like, "Oh my God, it's it smelled uh, very bad, and I uh, I think he shit." And it was running down his legs. It, it was like poop. it was, poop. you know. Then, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. We will know for sure, right? You know, and 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 the little two in front of the Duchess. Also, like you know, is. there's certain things that like yeah. we're gonna yeah. touch on that are satire that we think are fucking funny. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't like the guy. I think he's a fucking shitbag. But that's my own personal opinion. But the thought of him shitting his pants next to he's just shit stained funny. for sure. Like yeah. So I mean, we're gonna touch on some shit like that, and there's gonna be yeah. stuff that we're gonna bring up that's total satire. But we just think it's fucking funny, and we like to discuss it as a, a what if. Like, yeah. What if? What if, true? Yeah. What if he really shitty pants? Like yeah. you know, like well, so. you know what he actually did. So <sighs> so we'll cover you know, it. Yeah. But as for us and who we are, um, that's a little bit of our backstory. And so hopefully in future episodes, if I get on the topic of infidelity in a relationship and I get really, really, really fucking fired up and I'm really pissed off and I just go off on this fucking crazy rant <laughs> that's full of fucking F-bombs and cunts and fucks and cunts and, and all and kinds that, of shit. Fuck and, that bitch. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I get really crazy. Well, now you, you know have a little bit of an idea why. Because <laughs> I've been cheated on in every relationship I've ever been in throughout my whole hey, entire life. Me too. Uh, except, <laughs> yeah, except for the yeah. one I'm in now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, True. like, I have a, a, a certain. We have a basis. We have a we have a standard basis. You know, if, uh, <clears throat> if we talk about, you know, whatever, dude. Like, like, there's reasons. If I, if I talk about the homeless epidemic in this country. Um, yeah. Those veterans or things like that, and I may say, say some really wild shit about it that, that you might not think. Like, uh, yeah, they can get fucked. <laughs> what? Why would yeah. you say that about those poor homeless people? Look, bitch, because I've been poor. I've been poor. I've been fucking homeless. I've slept on cardboard boxes. Look where the fuck I am. Like, I, I own a house now, motherfucker. Like, I have a good job. I got a wife and yeah. a kid. Like. Yeah. There's certain situations. But I'm a veteran and I'm homeless. Nah, yeah, nah, nah, well, nah. guess what? Well, so I'm a veteran I. and I'm not. I'm a veteran. Like, I'm not homeless. And so. you're not homeless. So, but your life. we yeah. do understand at the same time the situations yeah. 
why they're where they're at. Right. And there's some yeah. that I've met that there's nothing like, like real quick before we kind of end this, this episode. Cause I know we're running a little long. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I met this one guy when I was homeless who had been homeless for 25 years. And it was because he was, he was a CEO of the company. He made fucking like 300, 400 grand a year, like Mondo money, big ass house, beautiful wife, kid, two kids, um, all this great shit came home from work early one day, fucking doors open, walked inside, found his whole entire fucking family murdered. Like Fuck. everything, wife, kids, like that. Jesus. So he lost it. Like he mentally just fucking snapped, lost everything, yeah. became a raging alcoholic, lost his job, lost his house, lost his family, got addicted to drugs. And it psychologically, he just, he just wasn't, <clears throat> able to handle that and it landed him where he was so there's certain things you have to remember like every bum you see on the fucking street you don't know their backstory some of them could be there because of really shitty decisions that they made like me when i was in that position other ones dude it's a tragic life situation that fucking spun their head all up yeah psyche all up another fucking there so i guess the biggest thing that i want people to take away as we close this out is you just got a little bit of, of an insight into who Bernie and I are kind of where we came from our military background a little bit, some experiences that we've had that kind of have shaped us into who we are today and our opinions on things. Yeah. Um, but also like, look, man, like have a little bit of compassion for people mm-hmm. to a certain extent. I'm not saying be overly compassionate towards everybody, and fuck those that want to take away your fucking freedoms. But aside from that, I want you to always keep in mind that in every single person you see, there's demons that that person is fighting that nobody knows about, right? That nobody can fucking, nobody could, could imagine. It could be the poorest person in the fucking room, or it could be the richest motherfucker in the room. And I guarantee you that rich motherfucker is dealing with demons just like that fucking poor motherfucker is. So try to have a little bit of compassion. I want you to think about what may be going on in another person's life and always pay attention to the signs of the people around you and the people that you know and love and care about. If you see something off, reach out. Hey, what's going on? How are you feeling? What's up, dude? I just did it with one of my really close friends the other day. I saw they posted something on the fucking Facebook and I hit them up and I was like, hey, man, you good? Everything cool? Like, it's all it takes, man, is 30, 40 seconds and then you could literally somebody's whole entire day around they can be like ah yeah you know what i'm, I'm kind of dealing with this but you know thanks for checking in and all of a sudden they feel cared about and they a little more, more motivated and they go on with their life right and they make the right choice so hey i just yeah i just i just did this the other day with one of my battles and i literally like i messaged her she didn't respond i messaged five or six different people who know her and they didn't message. They didn't fucking respond or anything. And I was like, look, I don't know who knows her, who's in her vicinity. Like, like I know that she lives in this area, but I don't remember who lives in that specific area as well. So like, can like hit me up, hit me up, hit hit them up, hit them up, and like literally in in a twelve hour span, like I had at least like 
15 different people fucking looking out for this battle buddy. And she finally hit me up, like, was like, thank you. Like, I'm good. I was in a dark place, but I'm good now. Um, thank you for having everyone fucking hit me up. And one, one other person was like, Hey, she finally hit me back up. Like, uh, she hit me up. She's good. Um, she's just, you know, she's just, just kind of like walking it off essentially. And I was like, all right, cool. Like as long as, as long as someone, someone got, you know, that fucking message to her to back to me i was like look hey look fucking hit me up i don't care who it is that hits me up as long as it's a fucking triangle you know some somewhere tort uh, you know like a form of communication back to me like i no like i i'm not i'm not cool with not hearing from you right now in your time of need you need to hit me up. And she yeah. finally hit me up and she was like, Hey, thank you for reaching out to everyone that you reached out to. They all reached out to me and I'm reaching back out to you and I'm good. Thank you. Um, yep. I'm, I'm and good. That's all and I was like, that's, that's, that's all it. That's all I want. Just yeah. give me a fucking thumbs up. I don't, I don't even care if it's a fucking emoji. Just give me a thumbs up emoji. Yep. Like I'm good. Like, yep. <clears throat> I love so, you. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. If I know you, if I don't know you, if I if if we served together, if we didn't serve together, if you if you were fucking Navy, Army, uh, Coast Guard of all fucking branches, <laughs> you know, Space well, Force, Space Force. Yourself, I don't, there, homie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't give a fuck what you are. <laughs> if you if you served. If you didn't serve, if you're going through a fucking tough time, I don't give a shit who you are, where you are, what you are, when you are, how you are. Give me a fucking, shoot me a DM. I will be there for you. If, if you have to, if you have to talk me through your worst day of your life in the middle of the night that I'm... I'm having to fucking stay up because I didn't fucking sleep all day or whatever. I don't give a fuck what it is. I don't care. I don't care. You, if if you are going through a time in your life, I do not care what that time of your life is. I don't care who you are. I don't care if I know you or not. I will always answer that fucking call. Call. Yep. Text, message, DM, text, uh, fucking, you know, TikTok message or fucking IG message, whatever the fuck the case may be. I don't care what it is. That's, that's what I am. That's what I am here for. That's my calling. I don't give a fuck what you are, who you are, how you are. What, what, if you have, if you have a troubling mindset, you hit me up. Yep. Born hard, born hard, 0069, no spaces, no spaces, born hard, 0069. That's it. The, the, Twitter, IG, fucking, uh, fucking, uh, twi- uh, TikTok, fucking, 
all the all the fucking socials. That's my fucking uh, Xbox, PlayStation. <laughs> what what? <laughs> however, you have to get a hold of me. Born hard, 0069, no spaces. That's that's my Twitter fucking handle or whatever you want to call it. That's my handle. He's he's on them all. He's fucking. I'm on them all. Them all. And if you can, if if you know me personally, like you have my fucking Instagram or my Facebook. Um, that's the only thing that's different is my is my Facebook is. It's just me, Ryan Ryan Bernhard. I mean, but. <clears throat> But everything else, because I found, you know, being deployed, my home, my my fucking team leader, fucking nicknamed me Bornhard because of my last name, Bernhard, Bornhard, and you know, double O sixty nine because I mean I was young once, I was dumb once, <laughs> you know, double O seven, double O sixty nine. Hey, fuck it. You was born hard. Yeah, I was so, born hard. 0069. So, reach out is what I'm trying to say. Reach out to me. Reach out to Maddie. Uh, <clears throat> all my shits open. If you wanna, if you wanna fucking reach out to me, born hard. 0069. No space. Um, I will always fucking try to respond as quickly as possible. And as, you know, like, I will, I will always respond. I don't have my notifications set up on all of my fucking platforms, but as soon as I, I look through all of my fucking apps and shit like that, like daily, so I'll find them. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's about us, about it for us this week. Um. We're going to let you guys get back to life. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, chilling with us. Um, you know, for helping us make this this whole thing happen and being a part of this ride and this journey. Um, as always, <coughs> share the fucking shit out of this. Uh, yes. On all of your socials. Share it with your friends, your family, your coworkers. Um, spread the word. Uh, we greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, email the tribe, the underscore tribe 21 at yahoo.com. Hit us up, give us your feedback. Um, we definitely take any and all criticism constructively and <laughs> none of it will go to waste. And we will definitely, we're always looking for ways to make the show better and make it something that you enjoy fucking listening to. Um, with that being said, as my boy Bernie always says, drink water from my side of the pond. Don't be a dick and we will catch you guys next week. And don't forget, don't forget to rate that five star, five yes, star rating yes. on on you or uh, on um, iTunes. Apple? Yeah. iTunes. Yeah. iTunes. There we go. So All drink right, water. Drink we water. We love you. Don't be a dick. We love you. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch y'all next week. Yeah, we love you. Bye.